0: The thing about brand is, it is, it's not something that happens in a year. It's something that is a, you know, there, you can build your brand and you can be doing everything in your power to make sure that it is, it is what you want it to be. And then you can make a mistake and in 10 minutes, you flush it all down the drain. It's its its your reputation. So it's something that is a lifelong thing you need to build on. and. It does take a lot of a lot of work.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Elite Selling Podcast. We are your hosts, Frankie and Griffin. Today we are joined by a very special guest, our good friend, Mr. Ryan Colpart. Ryan is the Area Vice President of Enterprise Sales at Teradata. He's held multiple leadership positions at companies like Tableau. And today we are super excited to jump into um, a topic that has made a big difference in ryan's career in his life uh, we're not going to spoil it let's jump right into the episode here's ryan so ryan welcome to the show we're glad to have you
0: appreciate me appreciate you having me very excited to be here with both of you and uh hopefully you have a good conversation to help your listeners we're gonna have a, a great combo before we yeah. jump
2: into the topic ryan i didn't we didn't prep you for this one but i was curious what's one of the most exciting things going on in your life today
0: Oh, well, actually, uh, I don't know when you're going to drop this, but my wife's birthday is tomorrow. And so, uh, you know how that goes. I've got to plan some things and make sure my kids are involved. So she's very, she feels special the morning of. And I've got some really uh, fantastic gifts. She's really into sewing right now for some reason. Okay. And so I went on eBay recently. I hope this drops later so she doesn't see this. But, yeah, I I went on eBay and bought a, a sewing machine for her. So it should be, and a new Apple Watch. But, yeah, exciting times in the Colfart house let's go sewing is one of the most great
1: answer that's a great answer
0: happy birthday to the wifey i like it (laughs) absolutely
2: we'll we'll make sure we wait and don't spoil your your uh surprise so awesome um so jumping into the topic today ryan so building your brand when we were prepping for this we all agree that it's one of the most critical things you can do for your career internally externally um and everything that comes with that so can you share why you personally think it's so important and how it's helped shape your career?
0: Absolutely. You know, um, your brand is who you are as an individual. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm personally passionate about it for the same reason that a lot of people are passionate about certain topics in their life. They went through something painful that really hurt them, a lesson that they learned. And That absolutely happened with me, with brand. And it was about, I would say a little over a decade ago, I was, I was in the sales profession, starting off probably 18 months or so in and doing what all of us tend to do when we start something new and fresh. We get in where our leaders tell us, Hey, this is what you need to do to be successful, make all the calls, be the first in the door, last to leave, make sure your Salesforce hygiene is on point, close business, hit your quotas, all the things that, you know, we believe are, are what make us successful in the role. And right around that moment, 18 months, I was thinking, okay, I'm getting this. I'm starting to feel like I've got my legs under me and I'm going to be successful in sales. And I started looking around going, what's the next step? What would be a promotion opportunity for me? And maybe same week as my mind shift happened, individual next to me gets promoted, just boom. And I just, I couldn't believe it. And I had this, I'm sitting there going, wait a minute. And you know how in your head you're thinking, oh, what happened? How come I wasn't considered? And the next day I had my one-on-one with my boss and we're in there. And I think he could probably tell I was a little different that day, let's say it. And uh, we start talking and I just let it out. And I said, hey, why did they get promoted? How come my name wasn't top of mind? And he looked at me confused and he said, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, how come I wasn't in line? He's like, well, what's your brand? And I had never heard that term in the corporate setting. I, I knew marketing, right? About, okay, well, marketing, that makes sense. Your brand is your business and your product, et cetera. And I just said, well, what does that mean? And he said, well, when you're not around, what are people saying about you? And I had, again, but never, I, was, I said, uh, well, they, and the first thing that came out was I'm reliable. <laughs> I'll never forget. He goes, that's boring, dude. That's boring. And so it was just this moment of, okay, consistency, what they asked you to do, you know, and think about this in your life, going back to my family, I make sure I pay the mortgage, I make sure that I change the diapers and breakfast is on the table and all these things. I do the standard things, but that's just not enough. And so that was a moment to answer that question, you know, that was a long way of answering it. But the mental model for me shifted immediately where I said, okay, the, this is the basics. This is, these are the things that you need to do to be successful in sales. We get it but how do you make yourself separate how do you your brand what are people saying about you when you're not around what responsibilities are you taking on before the role that you are aspiring to right so i looked at that role and said i want that role well why do you want that role and what role what are you doing now to achieve that and actually take on the responsibilities before you even have the title so that whenever you're not in the room and they are saying hey we need somebody else your name is the first one that comes to mind that's really
1: interesting. I mean, I think we've all been in that situation where we we have the idea of how people see us in our own mind, right? But unless we kind of take control of that or ask for some feedback, the, the way you're perceived by others might be completely different than the way you would think that someone perceive you. So what are some of the first step. So you have this realization that, okay, wow, personal brand is something that I need to take more control of in order for me to progress my career, advance, you know, work well with other, etc. Et what are some mm-hmm. of the first things that you did after that meeting with, with your boss? And like, how did that, how did you take that first step? How do you recommend sellers take their sort of first step in building their personal brand, owning that personal brand?
0: Well, it, Traumatic is too strong of a word, perhaps, but it, it was just an eye opener I, I mentioned my mental model upgraded because it was just a moment of clarity to say the things that I believed weren't true in my own mind. And so a lot of self-reflection, Griffin, I, I had to sit back and say, OK, you know, it's not that I'm not doing the right thing it's because I was and, and the word successful is, is an umbrella term that can mean a lot of things. I, I could be successful to myself, but what are my goals for my future and then laying out a strategy to get to them. Um, and the thing about goals is if you lay out, well, I want to be in this place in a year or, or get this promotion for the next step. In some ways, it's not a really a good, it's not a good goal because you haven't broken it out in component parts to say, well, what are the smart goals? What are the measurable things that you can do? What are the things that are timed down so that you know you've achieved them? you know, those are the things that you can put into place. And that's what I did. I just, I, I went through some tests that we can talk about later in terms of resources for for the listeners, but things that help you self-reflect on what are your, what are the things that you're good at, what are the things that you're not doing at? And to your point about how you're perceived by other people, it's very important to ask for that feedback directly. And there, there is this saying that feedback is a gift, but I, I do believe it. And there are people who, If you trust them and you've built a relationship with them and you ask humbly and you say, Hey, I want to get to this point. How, what do you think of me? What are the things that I can improve on? They'll tell you directly and you have to be open to that and you have to be receptive and say that you appreciate it. And then the really important thing is once you've worked on those individual traits that perhaps somebody told you that you need to improve upon, make sure that you follow up with that person and say, Hey. Remember back in February, you mentioned this to me. I really appreciate that feedback. Here are the things that I've done. Here's the steps I've taken. Can we do another review? And perhaps there's something else that I'm not thinking about. That's a blind spot that we could throw out there to help. So those are some of the things that I did. It, it, the thing about brand is it's is, it's not something that happens in a year. It's something that is a, you know, there, you can build your brand and you can be doing everything in your power to make sure that it is, it is what you want it to be. And then you can make a mistake. And in 10 minutes, you flush it all down the drain. It's, it's, it's your reputation. So it's something that is a lifelong thing you need to build on. And it does take a lot of, a lot of work. So. So
1: to summarize, it's first sort of understanding of doing almost like a, a self SWAT analysis. Like what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Start there. Second, go seek some feedback from someone that you trust that would give you some honest feedback, right? Implement that feedback understand what well, you know, once you take a look at the strengths and weaknesses, then follow up with maybe that same person or another person, hey, this is what I've implemented. Have you seen a change? Do you see a change in my brand, right? Or my my um, uh, strengths and weaknesses, etc. And then the last piece is like, you have to be really, really careful with your personal brand, like and really take care of it, because there are some common mistakes you can make
0: that might uh, might damage it pretty easily. Very good summary, I would just pick up on the third piece uh, around for some reason, the idea of mentorship in my position, as you can imagine, a lot of people ask you know how can I, how do I get a mentor and what does that look like and it, it does come down to uh, some people think that the way to do that and help with your brand is by reaching out to somebody who is in a level that you aspire to and saying can i can you be my mentor just point blank say that and I always advise people that it's much better to, if you do see somebody who is good at something, just pinpoint something that maybe is a gap for you individually, but you look at somebody and say, wow, they're really good at that. That is an opportunity to reach out and break it into that component part of your gap that they're superior to and say, hey, Griffin, I noticed that you're really good on customer calls when they get heated and they're coming at us for something. You are great at just making sure that the situation levels out. They hear, they feel like they're heard and then you respond effectively. I'm not very good at that. What do you do? How do you, how do you build that trait and that skill? And then just spend 15 minutes with them. You don't need a half hour, hour recurring meeting. These people are very, very busy. <laughs> you can appreciate. And so saying, I just need 15 minutes of your time. They give you that feedback. You take it off. Like you said, you. you take off with it. You integrate that into your workflow, you try and improve, and then you let them know how it works. Those are the ways that you can build a mentorship over the long term with somebody who, who will be really helpful for you in your career.
2: Yeah, I'm glad you called that out because one of uh, Griffin and I's mentor actually, Mark Tafakis, who is a, our former enablement leader, leader here at People AI. he always used to say that a genuine compliment is the best gift that you can give somebody. And I saw a post the other day of somebody asking for mentorship of, Hey, can I pick your brain? That's it. Or give them the genuine compliment, like you mentioned, and then diving into it. And then I also like that you shared how you're not asking to become like a formal, Hey, let's do a six month mentorship program. We're going to commit to this. It's like, no, you can't ask somebody to marry you on the first date. You got to, come and build those little wins over time. So that's a, a great call out that you made. Um, and I think one that we often forget to do. So great, great point there. Shout out um, Mark. <laughs> yeah, Mark. Love
0: Mark. <laughs> Shout out to Mark. I got to meet him. I, I don't know oh, yeah. who that is. But, uh, He's a great dude. I, um, I, I would ahead. add, so if, if, a, if a positive, you know, a compliment is a gift, I would, you know, I would yeah. add critiques. A genuine critique is also, I mean, yeah. You really want those two, especially if you have a relationship with Mark, you're going to trust his critique of you and critiques a strong word, but you know what I mean? It's, it's the things we it's all know very, that we're, we're not very good at not afraid that. Of critiquing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good, 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 good.
2: Sounds like a good guy. I also, the other thing I'll say, and we'll, we'll shift gears here in a sec is the best thing that you can do or the worst thing that you can do is ask for advice from somebody like, Oh, Ryan, I love the way that you know how to build a brand. Can you teach me like some best practices? And you spend 1530 minutes of your precious time with me. And then you never hear from me again, like that's almost the biggest slap in the face that you can make to somebody that gave you the time. But as a leader, you know, you Ryan, as as you're mentoring somebody, the best gift that somebody can give back to you is hey, I went and implemented this, this feedback, you're gonna feel so good about yourself as a mentor. So such a good thousand point. percent. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Frankie. So shifting gears, it's 2023. It's July 2023. You know, we're, we're in this semi hybrid virtual world still, how would you say that that building your brand has changed in 2023? What are some key differences?
0: Well, yeah, that's a good question because it is is sort of the elephant in the room of COVID and how the world has changed, right? Just It was 2020, but it feels like yesterday to all of us, I would imagine. Um, but, you know, the consensus might be that it's harder um, to do it because we're all, especially in tech sales, and I wouldn't say all because I know you have a broad listening, um, but... We're, we're more virtual, and so that is the consensus, is there's less in-person opportunities is basically what I'm trying to say, and um, the thing about that is, I don't know if y'all have noticed, but um, people seem to be a little bit more complacent in ways out in the world. Uh, there's a lot more people who are wearing sweatpants to, to the stores and you know, it, it, more in-house, and, and maybe perhaps that opens the door to less of, um, less about, Work-life balance and benefits, which is what we hear a lot about and more about pushing barriers for the people who listen to your podcast and want to be elite. The people who are pushing to be better, to improve themselves. That means because there's so much more complacency in the world, it opens the door for all of you to really attack it, attack more than perhaps you thought you even should. Um, and so with respect to brand being more deliberate in how you go about what we were just speaking about previously. How you engage with the individuals in your company for instance you know i can say for myself again when i was just starting out i was i had the blinders on i was just focused on sales i was focused on com- i was in commercial initially just okay this is my team these are the five people i work with every day and this is my direct manager the whole world of business was closed to me until i took those blinders off i said wait a minute what is operations doing over here what's marketing up to How? I know that they're here to help me get leads, for instance, but how does their job work what What is the partner team you know they're here to support in terms of the sales domain there are just ample opportunities for a brand, especially nowadays, to be deliberate and to reach out to those other cross functional teammates and and build a relationship with them and say, "Hey, you know what are you up to over here and it really can't open doors to you that otherwise you thought would close or you just had no idea where they were there um so that's in some ways, there's less competition, and but it means that you have to step up and start doing things that might be out of your comfort zone uh, and be bold. So that's what I would say in terms of uh, what's changed in 2023. And I, I would say that all of this has, and I, I just read Atomic Habits, which is another resource that I, I just love that book. And it's, it's all about how to turn discipline uh, into smart goals. You know, I've mentioned that a lot because it's on the brain, but specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time-bound. And I, you know, one example of that, if, just to hammer the point home, is a lot of people on New Year's Eve they have that resolution that I'm gonna lose weight. And that's, again, you, you say that, and all of a sudden it's like you've already done it. But the thing that you should do is say, no, actually by June 30th, I'm gonna achieve 12% body fat. That, and you guys clearly work out, so you know where I'm coming from with that, but these types of SMART goals, especially in the post-COVID world, Um, And with, again, the complacency that I was mentioning, they're so important to hold yourself accountable Um, because with the virtual, there's a a lot of times where you can get away with doing things that you shouldn't be doing, like not getting to your desk until 10 o'clock or leaving on a Friday afternoon at 1.30 when you know you need need to be there working and and doing your day in and day out tasks. So opportunities to be a little bit lazy when uh, everybody else is doing it. Don't do speak my language, Ryan. I love this. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, Frankie, You're t- you you, you and Griffin are saying, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to start a podcast. Oh, no laziness man. with you two.
1: I love this Ryan building his personal brand with us, giving us you know, genuine compliments, telling us we obviously look like we work out. I, I love it. Look
0: at this. You know, that stole, that, stole that from Mark. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, but, but you're right. I mean, in the 2023, sort of the hybrid world, I think it's, it's easier to, um, forget about building your personal brand because you're so far removed from everyone versus when you're in the, like when you're in an office and you, you run into someone from marketing, it's easy to strike up a conversation by the water cooler. And that might lead to something, um, a conversation that builds a relationship with marketing or operations because you're in the same room. And I think in 2023, Frankie and I are still remote. I'm sure you know, you're hybrid remote. It's your point is you need to be more proactive where versus in the office, you might have those interactions by chance, but now you need to almost take more control and be proactive and reach out on Slack or your, whatever internal communication you use and say, look, I wanna spend some time understanding your role within the business, what you're focused on because I'm so focused in my lane but if you get that wider view, that's going to build relationships, give you a fresh perspective, open up your lens to not only what your
0: role is doing, but the rest of the business, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. And and breaking it into and going back to what Frankie said about following up with somebody, you you want to be deliberate, you want to have a process that you're following, and you want to make sure that you know if you were successful or not. And so All of that is similar to your sales process and what you're doing in Salesforce. And every company has a different nuanced view of of that sales process. But all of that is just applicable to other parts in your life. And just taking that, this is what I do with my opportunities. Now apply it to your brand and your networking abilities and what you're doing within your own company and say, did I achieve my goals this week based on what I laid out as my strategy? You can do that with anything. So do it with your brand too.
1: So being more proactive about reaching out to others internally in different lines of business, build those relationships. That's one key way to sort of separate your personal brand to build something unique. What other, what have you seen work well for sellers or maybe sales leaders specifically that has helped them build a unique personal
0: brand? Telling the truth just to cut to the chase. Uh, and, and, I don't know why, but that question landed as what are the things you shouldn't do <laughs> in a uh-huh. weird way, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, the, that's, as I mentioned before, you, you spend so much time on on who you are as a person and, and hoping that you've hit the mark, but you can flush it pretty quickly. And not so much on the leadership front, because when you get into, I, I, one thing that comes to mind, it's a, it's a small thing, but it, it seems to stand out to me at this moment. Low integrity Actions that you know. A lot of these things you learn in primary school. We all learn in elementary school what is right, what is wrong. Uh, I don't know why, but uh, expense reports just came to mind. And <laughs> the thing is, so every company would have a policy. For instance, if you go if you go to dinner and you're traveling, you have a fifty dollar for dinner, right? And I've seen in my career in leadership where somebody would come in and say, "Okay, I went to Subway fifty dollars." And I'm thinking, did you order eight sandwiches? Because it's Subway, and so, yeah. <laughs> and these are little self-inflicted wounds. Because, and I'll be honest with you, it was a moment of, do I address this in my leadership position? Because I, I saw and I said, that's not right. And I recall having that conversation and addressing it, saying, hey, this isn't right. This is a, this is something that we're not going to do here. Um, and. That's, that's the thing about your question is what are, what are the things that you can do individually? And following a lot of the things you learned in primary school, stay out of the gossip mill as much as you can. Um, it's a little bit, as you were mentioning, it's, it's probably harder to do in some respects because it's not the water cooler talk that you have in office. But um, the other thing is the crowd that you run with. Um, if you look to your left and your right and at least one of those people isn't better than you, you're probably in the wrong room to mm-hmm. so surrounding yourself with individuals and, and teams and, and just leaders in your orbit who you look at and you say, damn it, I would love one day to be like that. What would it take? And it will rub off on you. I've, I've been very, very lucky in my career to essentially be constantly surrounded by people who are better. And it just, it seeps in. You can't even, in some ways, you can't even take credit for it because it's like, oh, I just learned from the best. How, how can you take credit for that? I was in the right place at the right time. Those, those are things, but you can feel pretty quickly, all right, this, this isn't where I should be and uh, you know, I need to be surrounded by better, better people, things like that. Um, big one is making excuses instead of taking responsibility. Learn that very early on. It's, a, it's an ego hit when something doesn't go your way and fails and you, you say, oh, well, it was this, it was that, it was the other, it was a customer. Doesn't help you in the long run. So those things, uh, and then just also avoid getting drunk at conferences. I didn't do that, <laughs> but you know how it is when you're when you're uh, when you're going to go to the conference, and everybody in leadership always tells the whole sales floor, it's like, hey, you guys, next week, be on your best behavior. Don't I don't want to hear that you're the topic of conversation on the flight home. Anyway, things like that. I we all battle. have those stories
2: of I worked at Cisco, and it was like seventy twenty thousand person sales team and every single year you get like one or two people that get fired at sko because
1: of that (laughs) you can't get promoted promoted to SKO, but you can get fired that's That's the the
2: line right there
0: the infamy yes yes
2: that's uh i like that you touched on the expense report thing that's something that my dad told me right when i was getting into sales like one of the first things he mentioned i was like Why are you telling me this but then you see it play out throughout your career and it's it's easy to it's easy to do it's easy to just uh you know fake it or whatever you want to say but like that's not the right thing to do because where else is that showing up in your life Where else is that showing up in your career and it's how the old the old saying of how you do anything is how you do everything so it's where else are you cutting corners with your prospects where else are you cutting corners internally so i love that you brought that up that's it that's an awesome
0: point ryan you just reminded me Frankie, on the brand topic where my old man just said what, what are people saying about you when you're not in the room the expense report one is what are you doing when no one's looking? Yes, which is just as important in some ways. Um, Yeah, so it's a it's a very small example, but I think it can apply out in others. So you have
2: to you have to steward what's what you've been given, right? Like you've been given this opportunity at this company and everybody. I mean, not to go on a tangent, but a lot of people nowadays feel entitled to uh, that they're supposed to be given things in their job. But the, one of the themes that we've been talking about on today's podcast is that you have to earn everything that you do, and nothing is given to you, um, and you take full ownership of your life. So, you know, us three are on the same wavelength for sure on on that part. Um, and it's it's everything from how you show up prepared for a customer meeting to how you do your expense report. Um, that is all your brand. So, awesome points there. Um, moving real to real quick on
0: in reaction to that, report. Frankie. Yeah. Because- well, go for it. I know we've only got No, oh, no, please, please. Well, I lost my thought, but I, I think <laughs> it's basically you. Um, what you get for nothing, you don't really value. And so it goes back to what we were saying about how you can stand out and not be complacent. Cause you do see in, in different avenues in, in social media, people who are, I want a remote job and I want to be able to have my work-life balance be very, very good. and. They, they want the company to give them things. Um, but if those are just handed over to you, then you don't really appreciate all the work that goes into the elbow grease effort of getting better. You know, sales is a, it's the infinite game in a number of ways. And so if you don't build your skills, I, the, the time you spend in roles and that I've spent in roles in my career, I would never trade it for how much I learned just by failing and falling on my face. The story I told at the top, Never would trade that. Uh, I mean, I would take the promotion in that moment, but actually probably it was not going to be a good thing. And that's happened to me a number of times in my career where what I thought I wanted in any given moment in time, in retrospect, I'm glad that I didn't get it. I wasn't ready for it. I didn't have the right requisite skills for that role. And something else better came along that if I hadn't been in this position, I wouldn't have gotten. So. Um, you know, life has a funny way of working itself out if you put yourself in the right positions at the right time. Yeah, that's 100%. a great way of
1: looking at it. I mean, you, you, in the moment, I'm sure you were frustrated that an opportunity felt like it was passing you by or slipping through your fingertips. But then six months down the road, a year later, you're in a spot and you're like, look, if I had taken that opportunity or if this had gone another way, I would be where I am today. And that would have, you know, that would have been not good. So that's a great way of looking at it. So th- we've talked a lot about how to build your personal brand, what you can do to take ownership of your your personal brand, what you can do to really tarnish it, and some mistakes you've made. Frank, you make. Frankie alluded mm-hmm. to this earlier. I mean, I would you've you've already given us some resources that you would recommend to sellers to take ownership of their personal brand. What else do you have? Any other any other resources you recommend sellers take a look
0: at? I know I threw out the Atomic Habits book because it's just uh, – but the other thing to add is it's James Clear, and he has a, an amazing uh, newsletter that's weekly, and I subscribe to it. It's it's one that I never miss, and uh, it's very, very helpful for motivation and just getting sort of grounded in my week, um, although it comes out on Thursdays, It's, it's very, very helpful. I think it's Thursday. So that's one. And then going back to some of the stuff I was saying about personal reflection, I, I – I'm in data, right? So I like to have objective measures and it's hard to do that if you trust psychology and just some of those things. So what I try to do is Gallup has the Clifton strengths. And so I think it's $39.99, something like that. You can go out and just take the test and figure out, well, what buckets of strengths do you have? And that was very useful in self-evaluation. And then the other one for that is understandmyself.com. If it's still up, I did this years ago, but The big five personality exam, um, which would, it's agreeableness, um, what are the ones? Conscientiousness, which I was, I think a 99% quantum It was insane when I saw my test. I did not think of myself in these ways, but extroversion, extroversion, neuroticism, and there's a fifth one that somebody in the comments will remind me, but that was very useful for evaluating myself. Um, and then... I think those are good enough. That's a lot, and then yeah. one of one of them costs money. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how much people will take up on that. Strengthfinders yeah. is awesome. I love. What's your top strength, Ryan? Oh, I'd have to go and look at it. In it. On I spot. have the report. I I pull it up on the on my machine here. I um well, the conscientiousness one was a standout because I always thought being conscientious. I didn't know the vocabulary word was what it is. Which is kind of dutifulness. And my wife will tell you that that is absolutely me, where I am so meticulous in making sure that I get, can you cuss on here? I get it, I get stuff done, I get shit done. Uh, And I make sure if I say I'm gonna do something, and this is very important for your brand too. If you tell somebody you're gonna do something, you better do it. And that's, I can't sleep if I have something on my to do list. So that's the, that would be the strength. Uh, This has turned into an interview. What's your biggest strength? Yes. What's the thing? <laughs> I mean, I'm just curious because
2: my wife and I talk about that all the time. My, my guess, what you have to tell me after the show is you want to, two of your top strengths are activator and responsibility. You'll have to go tell me afterwards, but yeah, yeah everybody, to grab everybody it. Think, take the strength finders test. It's I think it's only like $30 and you get all sorts of reports afterwards. So it's definitely worth doing. Um, great. So final question, Ryan, how do you define an elite seller?
0: Define an elite seller. Um, And this is the question that obviously with your podcast, yeah, this is the one, right? What's elite? Yeah. Uh, You know, um, since we talked about COVID, you remember the big, there was a lot of docuseries. uh, There was one on Netflix around some guy who was into, I don't know, alligators or whatever, but. There was the other one, which was The Last Dance, if you recall, the Michael Jordan documentary about the Bulls, and I was a huge Jordan fan growing up. I played basketball. And I I just remember in that um, docu-series, 10 episodes, and it must have been 16, 17 times where Jordan was just talking about how this happened to him, it was a grievance, he never let it go, and he just found a way to make it right. And that was just the narrative structure of that entire docu-series is this guy who, I mean, if you're a LeBron fan, fair enough. If you're a Curry fan, fair enough. But nobody would say that Michael Jordan wasn't essentially the definition of elite in the profession of basketball, as good as it gets. And so when you say, you know, what's the definition of elite in sales, but just in anything, for him, it's never being enough. It's always needing. He always needed to do more. When they asked him about winning the sixth title with the Bulls, and he, he went out on top and you know, in some ways, it's like, oh, you did it. You actually got to the championship, the third one in a row, six rings. You have the MVP, all of it. Hit the last shot. It couldn't have been a better. You write a narrative story in a movie. It's perfect. And the guy says, you know, what do you think about that? He, I can't I can't let it go. We could have won seven or more. I can't let it go. <laughs> and so, to me, that, that's elite. That is the definition of elite is you can't let it go. You've always got to get better. You're always trying – to improve and despite the world viewing you as elite, for some reason, and this isn't good, but for some reason, you can't see that yourself. It's just a block. You think, yeah, yeah, that was fine. And I won six titles, but we could have won nine. That would be my answer to what in sales, if you just move the, move the topic and you say, well, what, what's the definition of elite in sales? The same type of approach to the profession. That it's never enough. As soon as you close that big deal, that rocks, you know, it, you're on stage at SKO because you close the biggest deal in your company. Before you even have a chance to think about it and cash the check, you're going, okay, how do I find growth in this account next year? Immediately. It's just that's what a lead is to me in sales preach
2: man i'm ready to go i don't know about you griff but i'm fired up <laughs> Let's go. I've,
1: seen, I've seen the last dance like 10 times a my wife is is over it she's like why do you keep watching this i'm like because every time i watch it there's something new that you learn about this guy's work ethic and his approach to his profession so uh spot
0: on spot on right appreciate it three times so you got me beat but yeah um <laughs> Anytime time I'm feeling down, I'll go watch, I think it's episode nine. Uh, well, you see the flu game. That's always good. But this is a sales podcast. We can't talk about basketball. Let's talk about
1: whatever we want. Well, but my thing was, and I thought you were going to this one where the famous one where he, he talks about him being kind of a, a, a dick a little bit to his teammates. But his yeah. his response to that was, look, uh, the one thing you can't say about Michael Jordan is he never asked me to do anything that he wouldn't do or you know, all, all of it was on the path to winning. So it's like, yeah, he was, uh, you know, sometimes a little bit of a, you know, not the best teammate, but we won. Like we were, he wanted us to win and we won. It worked everything. It, it worked. And his competitive drive, I think, uh,
0: is something that all sellers can take a page from. There's a 92nd YouTube video. I have flagged. That's just that spot where he's tied. It has the music that's going. And he's just like, and then he says break at the end because he can't yeah, deal yeah, with it. Yeah. It's that level of competitive fire is something that, uh, yeah, it's impressive to see. And uh, it's definitely something for sales. You know, um, I have noticed that athletes in, in the sales profession, it's a direct move to that because it, it, sales is just competitive to the core. And so, um, and that's a fun part about it for sure. I'm sure you agree. Absolutely. 100%. Well, Ryan, we appreciate
1: you jumping on the podcast today. It's a great conversation. Uh, I'm sure our listeners will agree. And we are you know, looking forward to implement some of this in our day-to-day.
0: Appreciate both of you for the invitation. This was fun. And I uh, appreciate all the listeners. Take care, you guys. Ryan, thanks for jumping on today's episode. So many
2: great takeaways. And just to sum up what we talked about today, one of the things that we mentioned was just owning your brand owning what you do on a day-to-day basis the the little things are big things i love that we talked about that Um, another thing that i really like that we chatted about was when you're going and speaking with mentors make sure you come back and follow up on the advice they gave you you're going to help them feel like they're really giving back to you as you're moving forward with your brand and then last but not least Go watch The Last Dance. Go see if you can beat Griff's record of seven times. If you need to get inspired, go check that out. So Ryan, thanks again for jumping on. Be sure to go follow him on LinkedIn and get more wisdom from him there.